We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com, your home for everything Lakers. This is the LakersNation.com podcast. Free agency, it's almost here, coming up on Thursday, 3 o'clock Pacific time. What kind of moves can the Lakers make? One move actually went down today that we're going to talk a little bit about. Most of you will be watching this or listening to this on Wednesday, so in that case, it happened yesterday. But in any event, joining me, we've got Sean Davis from LakersNation.com. Sean, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, Trevor. Um, I'm really excited for free agency. Is actually to the point where I'm like blocking a bunch of stuff off so that I can make sure I'm <laughs> not busy during uh, the start of free agency and a little bit on so that if the Lakers make a signing or make a big trade, then we'll be here for you. Yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be a busy time for sure. The Lakers, they don't have a lot of spending power, but maybe there'll be some trades in the works and things of that nature. But Let's kick things off today. Not unexpected, but Russell Westbrook officially picks up his option. Uh, $47 million for Russ. Uh, what What are your thoughts on this? Uh, I, you know, I don't want to dwell on it too much because it's, I mean, overall it's a negative event for the Lakers, but what do you think about Russ picking up his option um, and, and what the Lakers can actually do with him? Um. Man, I guess our distraction strategy didn't work too well for him. Or he remembered. He, was, he remembered, <laughs> or or he was watching us last night. He said, "Okay, now I know uh, Trevor and Sean though they have some plans schemed up for me." But um, no, I mean it was all it was expected. Um, now at least the Lakers, if they wanted to, can shop around the trade market. But it does not seem like that's going to be the case, unfortunately. Um, I'm probably still more optimistic than most. No scratch. I'm a I'm a Russ hater. Um, I'm more optimistic than most, though, that the Lakers can I guess build this team around him, Anthony Davis and LeBron. But um, and I think Yovan Buha from the Athletic uh, reported that they are definitely targeting wings, which is thankfully the right decision to make if you are going to keep Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Um, which unfortunately, bye bye Malik Monk. Probably. Um, we love Malik Monk, but I just don't think you can bring Russ back, not be able to trade him and then go pay Malik Monk, your taxpayer. Um, so, I mean, I, I think there's ways you can build this. I think 
keeping Russ, you have to bat 2000 if that's possible with this free agency and then, you know, hope for better health next season. Now, it's interesting. You mentioned that piece by Jovan Buha of The Athletic. Um, he made it very clear that the Lakers are fully expecting Russell Westbrook to be on the roster in training camp. Um, yep. And the reason for that is because they didn't want to surrender future first in any deal. He said they didn't find any deal where the opposing team wasn't requiring a first-round pick in exchange for taking on Russ. And we don't know what would have been coming back to the Lakers. Jovan also specified that the Lakers might be okay with giving up a future first if they're getting like Kyrie back or something like that. But that tells you that the deals they were discussing didn't have a player coming back where they thought this is going to be a major difference maker. So let's give up a first right now. What's the benefit of doing it? Because I've got a lot of Lakers fans there. I, I even saw fans saying uh, when the news broke, the Lakers season just ended. Right. That, that was the take that I saw from a lot of Lakers fans was the, the 2022, 2023 season just ended. Because Russell Westbrook picked up his option. You have no way to really build out a roster. And Russ is going to give you $5 million worth of production on a $47 million contract. <laughs> can't can't do that, right? Um, I don't want to go that far. So what's the benefit of the Lakers being patient right now and not trading away Russ plus a future first in order to get guys that they don't think are going to necessarily put them over the top? Well, the biggest thing is you're setting yourself up better long term and you're not you're not um, you're not gambling on maybe Gordon Hayward and them working. Um, so you're just swallowing the bullet like we were talking about last night with all the analogies. Uh, you're swallowing the bullet. Biting, biting the, bullet, the bullet. Biting the biting bullet. Don't the bullet. swallow the bullet. Don't swallow. There we go. That's not good. <laughs> that's not good. Um, you're, you're biting the you, bullet way earlier. You, you, you know what that comes from? Sorry, I, let me put my history teacher hat on for just a moment. Bite the bullet, that, that phrase. So back in the day, before there was like anesthesia and stuff like that, they would give you something. If they were going to be, you know, doing some type of surgery, they're going to be doing something on you, you know, and you, there was no anesthetic. Um, they would give you, if you were out in the field, you're a soldier, they would give you a bullet to bite down on, something to like really cr clench your teeth on um, to deal with the pain of whatever the surgery or whatever it was that they were doing, again, in the days before anesthetic. So that's where the phrase bite the bullet comes from. Um, but you definitely would want to swallow a bullet. That I don't think your, stom <laughs> your stomach probably wouldn't like that. Yeah, your, your stomach will be mad at you about that one. But no, you're biting the bullet <laughs> sooner <laughs> than... And that's fine, I guess. You know, you're not gambling. You're not trading away future assets and draft picks. So now really after this Anthony Davis trade is fully complete, either in 2024 or 2025, depending on what pick the Pelicans want, um, you have all your picks. And the Lakers will have first, one first due to the pick swap and two seconds as of now next season. Um, and then again, I really do think a large part of this as well is that Darvin Ham really thinks he could get it to work. I'm not sure where the Lakers would be if Darvick came and he was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'd be able to get this to work. But the fact that he's so adamant about it is another uh, thing that we're not really addressing, I feel. Um, but yeah, those are probably the biggest things. You're not, you have future cap space too. Like if LeBron James resigns, it's LeBron, AD, and maybe Taylor Horn Tucker for the 2023 offseason. Mm -hmm. Although if Russ is back, please, 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 please trade THC. Yeah, we'll see if, if they find a move out there on the market. But um, what changes, right? If you're the Lakers and you go into the season with Russ, two, two things change really, right? 
you get, number one, you find out whether or not Darvin Ham is correct. And then number two, you get the either the increasing or decreasing leverage that goes along with that, right? Like if Russ gets out there and Darvin Ham finds a way to make him look respectable, right? Make the Lakers as a unit work together. And maybe Russ is setting more screens or, you know, he's focusing more on defense or whatever it is. You know, he's not he's not the worst player in the world or anything like that. He's just not worth $47 million. But maybe you figure out a way to make the fit concerns a little bit less. Then, then, doesn't that give you a little bit more leverage in any kind of negotiations midway through the season where you can say, hey, Charlotte or whoever, we've got this giant expiring contract, but we're not desperate to move him because, look, Darvin Ham made it work. Darvin mm-hmm. Ham made it work, right? So now you could say, well, you know what? We've got this big expiring. If you want us to absorb all this future salary, okay. But here you're taking Russ. You're giving us pieces that fit better. We're not throwing in a first because why should we? Why should we? It works now. You don't. There's no reason to do that. On the flip side, if Russ gets out there and he doesn't work, well, that's where we're at right now. Now, maybe you could say fans would be upset. It might get ugly at Crypto.com Arena if Russ is missing layups and turning the ball over and doing some of that stuff. And again, he had his highlights too, but... The dunk on Rudy. Yes, the dunk on Rudy. Probably his best highlight of the season, right? Um, so if you do go down that path where things stay the same, well, then you're kind of in this spot right now anyway, where any team that you're talking to is saying, well, yeah, but you're desperate to move him, so we want a future first. So really, you're at most likely your floor right now. And worst case, leverage-wise, you're going to be in the same spot if you try to move in midseason. But there is a chance that you can be in a better position in terms of making a deal. So if there's not a deal right now to get you a Kyrie or that guy that you think puts you over the top, being patient may not be the worst thing, as bad as it feels essentially running back the worst team in Lakers history from last season. The Lakers picked the wrong team to run it back with. <laughs> they should have oh, no picked, picked the team, no either the title team or the year after. You should pick yep. one of those two teams to run it back with. But I'm going to add this as well about Russ. Russell Westbrook could have the exact same stat line next, next season. What was it? 18 points, seven uh-huh. rebounds, seven yeah. assists. He could have the exact same stat line, but be a significantly better player next year. His stat line is, I've seen so many Russ stands who have said 18, 7, and 8, or whatever he was at. That's not a bad season. But it's it's LeBron. It's AD. It's all this stuff. He is, look, there's some players where their counting stats don't truly reflect their value. And Russ might be the greatest example of that that we've ever seen. Like, he can put up numbers and still not, just not work. Just not play winning basketball. And that's what we saw. And again, part of that, there's, it's not just rust. It's the fit. It's injuries. It's coaching. It's COVID. It's, it's everything. It's all of everything. this stuff going, going into it. And Russ is a piece of that and probably the loudest piece. And so that's why there's a lot of attention put on him. I think we can see a better version of Russ. Can the Lakers contend with Russ, LeBron and AD? I think it's flawed. I don't think they can but I think you might be able to put yourself in a better bargaining position midway through the season. And maybe some other opportunities open up that simply aren't there right now, where right now in order to get a guy that you actually want, 
you got to give away everything, the Lakers might be able to put themselves in a better position doing a trade at the trade deadline, say, or or just keeping him and saying, cool, we're going to have all the cap space in 2023. Mm-hmm. Trevor, I think it's okay, man. Just admit it. You're a Russ hater, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm, but no, like I'm trying to look at the bright side of this because it doesn't feel good essentially bringing back a very similar core yeah. as last season. But I think there are benefits. I'm not saying overall it's a positive result, but you could you can also make it worse. You can make it worse. Yeah. The, the stock can go lower, right? So it's not great where the Lakers are at right now with Russ, but it, it could, they could actually, people are, are desperate for them to make a move. They could, they could make themselves worse. That's what possible. was you saying at the deadline. Uh, oh. Doing nothing is better than doing something sometimes. Was that it? Um, no trade is better than a bad trade. The bad trade. There we yeah. go. Yep. I'm stuck on the counting stats thing. Maybe it's because I'm thinking about football a lot, but like a good comparison of that is like Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Like his numbers will make you think he's a top five quarterback in football, but right. by the way, the drop off between top five and top ten is in like the tenth best is massive. So yeah. yeah. And I'm in agreement with that. Now I usually come at football from a fantasy perspective, so I don't care. <laughs> just, just put up the numbers, man. That, that's all I numbers. care about. Um, but in any event, Russ is a Laker. He will probably be a Laker to start the season. Unless something happens. Yovan mentioned the Lakers. Hey, they're open. If a trade comes along and it's the right piece and it requires a first and they think it puts them over the top, if it's a Kyrie deal, they'll do it. Most likely, though, Russ starts the season with the Lakers. It is what it is. So from there, what do you do if you're the Lakers to try to, I don't want to say build around Russ, but to try to find success because Russ is not long for this team, whether it's now, whether it's midseason, whether it's next summer, we're talking about within a year, he's gone. So I'm not worried about building around Russ. If I'm Rob Palenka, yes, you need to worry about trying to win games right now, but if you're going to commit to anybody long-term, you've got to find guys that are going to fit period now and in the future. So what's next? What do you do moving forward? If you, are going to, as you say, bite the bullet and keep Russ. What are you looking to do in free agency? Get all the wings. Just all, all the wings. Every yep. single one. Every single one. I don't care who they are. They could be 87. Never mind. 87. You could be 32. <laughs> no, we, 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 did that. <laughs> we did that with Trevor Ariza. We don't want to yeah. do that again. <laughs> we don't, don't want to do that again. <laughs> um, but I don't care who you are. If you're a wing, sign them. <laughs> do it. So, Important to note, Torian Prince got a deal tonight, got an extension. Mm -hmm. And this is something of a symptom of the wing market. We saw the Clippers very smartly wrapped up Robert Covington, got him an extension, paid him a little bit more than the full mid-level exception in exchange for him not looking around on the market because there's not many wings out there. Mm -hmm. Torian Prince, same thing. The Wolves get him an extension. I actually thought it was a pretty good deal. Second year, it's not guaranteed. Um, Eight million bucks. More than... The, the taxpayer mid-level that the Lakers could have offered. So there's two wings off the market already. So let's take a look at who's out there because as Jovan reported, the Lakers indeed are focused on finding two-way wing players. 
as they should be, as they should be. That's that's comforting to me that the Lakers internally recognize what we see as well. That hey, we don't we don't necessarily need a point guard. We need wings. That's where we need to focus our attention. So let's look at who is actually out there. And let me warn everybody: it's not it's not pretty. Nope. It's not pretty. Oh boy. Actually, let me go this view. So, all right. Your best case. Your best case. Where is he? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is uh, Keith's list. By the way, all credit to Keith Smith. I bet he's on the power forward list. Ah, okay. So Otto Porter Jr. would be, and I think he's interchangeable there. Uh, he's a four or a three or four. Maybe even more four right now than three. Yeah. He's on this list. I would add his name to this. TJ Warren. I would, Miles Bridges is restricted. You're not getting him. Jay Sean Tate. Already has option picked up. Caleb and Cody Martin. That's interesting. You know, Jovan floated this idea the other day. I was talking to my buddy, uh, Alan Sliwa, and said that the Lakers have even had talks about splitting the taxpayer mid-level and trying to get two wings. I don't know which two they could actually get for that, though. Yeah. Three million apiece. You can offer you can offer minutes, you can offer role. I will say I this. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't hold it out because I think with Rob Palenka, and I said this, I forget if it was with you if it was on a, another space I did on Twitter, that as much as we like to crap on Rob Palenka, mm-hmm. there are gonna be players that are gonna come to the Lakers that their market value is gonna be way higher, like they might be worth a taxpayer. But the Lakers might be able to get him for a better minimum because of Rob Palenka's experience as an agent. He's not the best when it comes to trades because of his relationship around the lead. But as uh, as an agent and his experience there really helps the Lakers in free agency. So maybe there's a couple of these guys, not just the wings, but maybe a guard or a center that the Lakers may be targeting. I see a mm-hmm. Arnstein, wink, wink, um, that Rob Palenka be like, hey, man, look, we don't have it right now. But hey, like with my agent experience. Let's get this done. Maybe sign a little for a little bit less, like a better minimum, i.e. Malik Monk. Um, so I, I think we got to give Rob some credit there. So I will caution that. Maybe you do. Maybe you get Jordan Aura, but crap. 
no restrict it never mind yeah um, that's the challenge right these guys who are restricted and again let's we can jump over to the power forward list as well um because there are some guys that again can fill either role so like you look at the power forward list bobby portis not getting him too expensive pj tucker he's going to get like 30 million which is crazy to me uh kyle anderson too expensive trez did that jeff green uh, no. I don't recall. No. I know he. I think he may have picked up his player option. Um, picked, yeah. Chris Boucher, too expensive. Auto Porter. Expensive. Auto Porter. You can say, "All right, Auto." The Warriors. They're already spending on Kevon Looney. They're going to spend a bunch on Jordan Poole. They may not. They might blink at spending on Auto Porter, and they can offer the taxpayer mid level. That's the most they can offer him. If you're the Lakers, you can come along and say, hey, Otto, we'll give you the taxpayer mid-level and a starting job. The Warriors can't give you that. We'll give you a starting job. We'll do a one plus one. You can be in our spotlight for a year. Look what Malik Monk did. Play well. And cash in next summer as a starter. How about that? I think Mm -hmm. that's a strong selling point for a guy like Otto. These names are depressing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Trey Lyles, I believe he's getting his option picked up. Yeah, he picked it up, or they picked it up. Man. So, like, this if we're looking at this list. like part of why we're looking at, at Russ trades, too, is to get yep. some of the wing depth because you're just not going to find it out there on the market. Yeah. Like, if you look at this list. But Daniel, Daniel House. House Jr. Yeah, I was about to say Daniel House. You should be able to get him for a veteran minimum. Obviously, I wish Derek Otto. Jones could shoot because oh I like him. Gosh. Yeah. Daniel House, Otto. There's no chance the Pacers decline Oshai. Have they even they picked it up already, haven't they? I'm not sure. I, I don't recall see, seeing that one if they did. Okay. But um, Daniel House, Otto Porter. Juan Toscano's interesting. Gary yeah, Clark I, I is wouldn't mind too. picking him up. Um, and the other name that the Lakers have been connected to, and he's going to show up on the shooting guard list, but maybe can flip between Gary Harris. I wouldn't hate that either. Mm-hmm. Well, Gary Harris are auto porter for the taxpayer. Auto porter. Yeah. Gary Harris, and it's only it's only my only argument for that is because I feel like Gary Harris is a two, maybe three. Auto Porter is a three four, and I think the Lakers need three fours. So let, let, let's just go through like two through four. It's like okay. Wesley Matthews, better minimum. Do it, Rob. Bring him back. I know Lakers fans for some reason really don't want Wesley, but if you watch this playoff run, Wesley Matthews is a uh, good player that plays his role. And uh, shout to the optimist who knows Darvin really, Ham, who knows yeah. Darvin Ham too. Yeah, uh, Brent Forbes, another Darvin Ham guy. Uh, but there's a difference, right? Like Wayne Ellington is obviously a two. Bryn Forbes is a two. Wesley yeah. Matthews could two three theoretically defend a three and and hold his own. Yeah. There's a difference between guys like that. Gary Harris maybe can defend defend a three. Probably going to defend more twos than anything else. So there's not all of these guys are are the same. You know what I mean? Some of these guys are more yeah. two three. Some of these guys are more two Strictly or even a one two. Like like Austin Reeves is a one two. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, like Brent Forms, Wesley for vet mems, maybe 
Daniel House Jr. You yep. go get Otto with the taxpayer. That's those were poor quality signings. And I think all four, if not at least three of those four, are rotation players. Um and then Jeremy I mean Lamb. center Jeremy Lamb's another one. Um and then center uh Damian Jones. So buggies out there. I mean, I'm not too too pessimistic. Tell me if, tell me if I'm if you think differently on this. In my mind, in order of importance, if I'm the Lakers. It's wing. It's it's like the wings, and then I've got a big gap, and then centers, and yeah. then a big gap, and then guards. I don't Lakers think – I'm not prioritizing guards if I'm the Lakers. I need, I need wings, and in lieu of that, I want the best of the center market if I can get it. I want – by the way, nice new, new deal for Ivica Zubats tonight. Um, but yeah. I want Mo Bamba. I want – and by the way, Keith Smith is not high on Mo Bamba. Interesting. He's seen a lot of him. So that's giving me a little bit of pause there because he's seen so much of him in Orlando. Um, I want Isaiah Hartenstein, who the Clippers now can't keep because they picked up John Wall. Please. I want him. Are you at all worried? Because I think Rob, this is where I think Rob could check, uh, come in, maybe convince him to take a bet minimum because Isaiah's only had really one good le- one good year in the league. And maybe you can be like, hey, you only have one good year in the league. You have to prove it again. Here's a bet maybe, maybe I, I would say it's probably unlikely. Uh, Moses yeah. Brown is not going to be given a qualifying offer by the Cavs. So he's yeah. out there. You could do worse than him as a backup, but you've got some interesting options there. Uh, but again, yeah. I'm putting most of my attention on the, the wing position. Uh, let me hit you with something, though. Just came out. Sean Devaney of heavy.com lists the Lakers as one of the teams that would be interested in Blake Griffin. I saw that too. Somebody sent me that. Um, what do you think about that? Uh, Where is I he don't, on this list? Am I missing him? I think he's, he's in power, power forwards. Forward? Yeah, there he is. Yeah, there he is. I wouldn't hate it. Now, I'm not like in love with it, but I mean, if you're coming in to play like 10 minutes, okay. A guy that can shoot, that can pass a little bit. Um, I feel like you're committing the same mistakes you did last season. Yeah, and that's the problem. You're doing so the I same would, thing. I would be okay if I've already got a bunch of other young guys that can do that Agreed. kind of stuff. Yep. But I wouldn't want, let's go get Blake and just assume, uh, and pencil him in for 30 minutes a night. That's not okay. I.e. DeAndre Jordan. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that was that's, so bad. <laughs> that is part of the argument that, that, Russ can look better that Russ LeBron AD can look better is that a decent chunk of the minutes where the three of them were actually on the floor, which weren't very many Deandre Jordan was also on the floor, which is not ideal. And Avery Bradley, well, the, the lineup to start the year was Russ Kent Bazemore, LeBron AD and Deandre Jordan. <laughs> it was a mess. So that's part of the reason why I think that if Darvin Ham figures out some rotations a little better, you're going to get, you can see a better team than last season. Is it better enough though to get where you want to go? I don't think so. But yeah, I think, and I mean, look, the bar last season is very low. So I know that's not saying much, but still. So where do we? Because I want to put a bow on these kind of free agent targets here. 
where do we leave off with with here? Like if you are Thursday night, we hear the Lakers get player X. Who is that guy that you want them to get? Uh, can I give you two? Mm-hmm. Otto Porter Jr. for the taxpayer and Wesley Matthews. Or the or maybe man, there's just so many guys. I think there's like good like eight players. Like if the Lakers sign, I'm like heck yeah, let's go. Like obviously Otto, Daniel House, and and Otto Otto has terrible. a history of injuries too. Like he's no, there. It's yeah. not like he's a. There's not a no risk guy here, right? Not that the, that's in the Lakers price range. So that's important to note. T.J. Warren Clark would be is interesting. interesting. T.J. Warren, Gary if you Clark. Could get, if you could get Caleb and Cody Martin three million a piece, I know they're yep. restricted right now. But if you get three million a piece, would you take that over Otto Porter? I think Otto's better than both of them, but you get two wings for the price yeah. of one, and That's neither of them have massive injury concerns either. Um, not that Otto's like getting injured every third game, but like he has injury concerns. Caleb and Cody don't. Past. Yeah, from the past. Um, yeah, if you could get Caleb and Cody for Three mil each, where Otto would cost you six. Heck yeah. Or TJ would cost you six. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out, what Rob Blinka does. Because here's the thing every team is looking for wings. Every team. They all are. So we're not the only ones doing this, right? The Lakers are not going to be the only teams looking for, looking for wings. There's going to be a lot of teams trying to find these guys, and we'll see what Rob Palenka can pull off. Again, I think a big part of the selling point for the Lakers is not just the money. It's, <laughs> look at our roster. Look how many minutes we can give you. That's yeah. going to matter. That's going to matter. And look at look what we did with Malik Monk. You know, I mean, come in here, play well, compete. You're going to, and Malik Monk's going to make a bunch of money. I'm happy for Malik Monk, truly. Um, yeah, play well. You got to get paid. If, and here's the thing that it doesn't feel good to say Malik Monk is going to be somewhere else because he was one of the few bright spots from last season. But if the Lakers wind up using their taxpayer mid-level on Malik Monk, that means some other stuff went wrong in my mind. Massively wrong. Because they didn't get that wing that they needed. And I like yeah. Malik Monk and I wish they needed what he does. I just think they need this other stuff better. I think that Malik Monk, you could argue, is more talented than these guys that we're talking about them getting. Oh, heck yeah. Like, but, look, look, everybody outside of Miles Bridges, Malik Monk is probably more talented than every I, single player on this list. In a vacuum, I mean, Malik Monk is easily right there with Otto Porter Jr. with what we saw from last season. Yeah. In a vacuum, I'd rather have Malik Monk than Torian Prince. Yep. I'd rather have Malik Monk than a lot of these, than a lot of the guys that we're looking at. But again, fit matters. And that's, I think he's going to be a casualty of that. But again, he may just get, somebody might just give him 10 million and then what you can't, there's nothing you can say if you're the Lakers there. Just be happy. Yeah. Okay. So all this is going to start going down Thursday, right? Three o'clock Pacific time. News is going to start breaking. We're going to be right here for you guys, breaking it all down. That's going to be a lot of fun. But. Oh no. After that, Summer League. The Summer League roster came out tonight for the Los Angeles Lakers. The team officially announced it. And Austin Reeves will not be part of it. Now, I've heard in the past and reported in the past that um, 
Reeves had pretty much said that, look, if the and he told this to us too directly, was that if if the Lakers wanted him to play, he would play because that's that's who he is, right? The team wants him to do something, he's going to do it. But he also has some reason. This isn't what he said, but he had. There's reason to believe that he w- it would be more beneficial for him to train away from summer league than to be in summer league, right? So I'm okay with it, but selfishly, I wanted to see Austin Reeves play. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah, that that's the major thing. We're we're just selfish people, Trevor. We are like <laughs> bad people. We're selfish because we want to see Austin Reese play at Summer League, and we're Russ haters. So we are the worst human beings ever. Um, but no, like it makes sense. Um, being able to train solo, work on your form with guys like Chris Gem. Uh, who's gonna be the coach for the Summer League team? I will show you. I'm right now in the process of pulling up. And by the way, if you're listening to the podcast version of this, you can't see this stuff. So this is maybe terrible podcasting, but I'm pulling out the actual press release that the Lakers sent out. Um, so you guys can see that. Uh, don't worry. We will read through it as I feel like well. Once a show, I feel like once a show, one of us says this is bad podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's what we've got. The Lakers have announced their summer league roster. Let me zoom in a little bit. So everybody can kind of see what we're looking at here. Um, doesn't look like they have the coach on here unless I'm missing it. No, it doesn't look like it. No, they don't. Interesting. My guess would be Chris Jen. That'd be my guess, but maybe not. I mean, we'll see. But let's Give see. It to Phil. Summer league list. Yeah, Phil Handy. Why not? Paris Bass, Vito Brown, Max Christie, R.J. Cole, Jay Huff. Mason Jones, Mac McClung. There's some names we know, right? Uh, Javante McCoy, Sharif O'Neal, Nate Pierre-Lewis, Scotty Pippen Jr., Cole Swider, and Fabian White Jr. That's the roster. One one center on it. Who are you most excited to see out of that group? Um, most excited to see? I want to see Cole Swider in person. I got a great feel for Scotty and Max. It'll be cool to see them in person too, obviously. But I want to see Cole a lot. I'm, I'm really excited to see Cole. Uh, Fabio White Jr. is an interesting one. I think there's... I really like this Summer League roster. I think there's a handful of guys that if everything went right for them, they could be like quality rotation players for the Lakers. Uh-huh. Um, 
say I'm really excited, but Cole Swider is the biggest one. I'm really looking forward to see seeing in person six nine. They can just shoot the lights out of the gym. So that's probably the biggest one for me. I'm curious to see what Scotty Pippen Jr. can can do. Obviously, the Lakers mm-hmm. committed to him, giving him a two way contract. Same thing. 30. Same thing with Cole. I'm excited to see that. Mac McClung, a lot of times when you come back for a second year and you really have your feet under you, that's when guys really mm-hmm. start to show up at Summer League. So I'm curious to see what Mac McClung does. He's always, I mean, don't blink. Like he's he's a split second away from a highlight at all times. So that's fun. Yep. Mason Jones, I mean, he spent time playing with the Lakers this last season. So what can Mason Jones do? Uh, Jay Huff, of course, is interesting. Uh, that's a name that we know. A lot of guys to look at, but look at the birthdays. Look how much younger Max Christie is. He's an 03. Man. Closest, closest okay. to him is a couple of 2000s in Sharif O'Neal, Scotty Pippen Jr. Everybody else is in the 90s. This is actually, for a summer league team, a fairly old roster for a summer league squad. Yeah. 95. <laughs> 95. Yeah. This is a pretty old, because what, Sharif's the second youngest? Yeah. Yep. Max so, and Sharif. Interesting. But again, I think this is, I like this roster. I think it's going to be exciting. I just wish Austin Reeves was playing, but I understand why why he's not. And I'm curious to see what these guys can bring. Now that the roster is official and announced, we are going to see these guys, I believe, in the California Classic as well. Classic. Yeah, up in Sacramento for a few days before Vegas. But like usually in that one, the rotations will be a little bit different. Like Vegas, you'll see a different rotation. You'll see more of the, the main guys playing. But but I'm excited either way to see those guys out there, to get Lakers basketball again. It's going to be a lot of fun. And it's right around the corner. Right around like it's next week. Let's go. Let's <laughs> Lakers go. basketball again. Whole staff will be there too. Yep. But like, there's like a legit like list of five or six guys I'm really looking forward to. Like Max Christie, obviously. Mason Jones, Mac McClung, Napier Lewis, just to see him in person, get a good feel of him because I haven't watched too much of him. Mm-hmm. Scotty, Cole Swider, Fabio White Jr., although he's giving me a bunch of nightmares from my UC days. So, yeah, I'm excited for this summer league team. Yeah, Fabio White Jr. is interesting as well as a big who can shoot threes a little bit. Um, I'm curious to see. Nasty what, defender. What yeah, like I like when you look at the height, of these guys. You've got RJ Cold 6'1. Okay. Mac McClung 6'2. But like other than that, Sc- Scotty Pippen Jr. Okay. So you've got a couple of guards, but it feels like the Lakers really kind of zeroed in on guys that are that kind of 6'4 to 6'10-ish range. Yep. To put on this team. Which is exactly if you're going to gamble on anything, that's what you gamble on in today's NBA. That's what you're trying to find. And it feels like they just pack this roster with guys at that size and that skill set wings. Yeah. I love, right? love to see it. And again, like all the guys that I really think could make impacts for the Lakers in the future are those type of players that are like six, five, six, six, max Cole Fabian being the biggest cases. So yeah, I'm glad the Lakers are finally realizing what it takes to win a title. Um, even though they just did it two years ago with a very similar, uh, thought process. So yes, I mean, glad that they're hopefully fixing their wrongdoings. All right. Well, why don't we wrap things up there? Um, big day coming up on Thursday. 
We're going to have free agency kicking off. News is coming out left and right still, so there's still stuff happening. Tampering does not happen in the NBA, so there is no no possible way that John Wall already has a deal with the Clippers. There's no way that Jalen Brunson already has a deal with the Knicks. Stuff does not happen. So, I'm kidding, of course. So Thursday, we'll start to hear about all this stuff. I think a good chunk of free agency is already done, really. It's already done. Yeah. Right. We, yeah. just, we just don't hear about it till Thursday, but Thursday and it's going to start coming out and we're going to be right here with you guys, breaking it all down, going over everything, keeping you all informed of what's going on in the world of the Los Angeles Lakers. John, this was fun as always. Uh, thanks so much for, uh, for coming on here. Yeah, of course, Trevor. And uh, bring on the madness of free agency where there's That's right. no sleep until Brooklyn as the song goes. Uh huh. All right, everybody. Make sure you do subscribe right here to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, follow us over on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to give us that five-star rating and review. Till next time, see ya, and stay safe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.